0: What is up, everybody? CWCTV is one of his man, a man, whatever. Welcome to yet another episode of the Wrestling Versus the World podcast. If you guys have never tuned in before, well, I can't believe me, it's only the third episode. So, I finally, I saw, heard some rumblings on social media about how Raw was. I actually tried watching through this, albeit by skipping the, most of the matches and everything because I couldn't be bothered to watch them. And get ready, because we got some notes to take care of for March 29, 2021. If you guys remember to do so, if you guys enjoy this episode anytime, leave a like, subscribe, bell, all that, you know what to do. So, let's just break into it, because, oh boy. Oh, why did I watch this show? This should have been just a warning to stay away. Because <laughs> there are some pretty horrendous things, including one thing that everybody's losing their shit over... Rightfully so, and yeah, you guys are gonna hear about it. So right off the start, you had Drew McIntyre walking backstage, and he's already interviewed as he's entering the building about the bounty. He says, For anybody who wants to come for me, get ready for the Scottish ass-kicking. Alright, seriously sure, to the point. Afterwards, her business opens Raw, they get to the ring and everything. Oh, you got the almighty Bobby Lashley! And it's like, yeah, I'm going to Wrestlemania, and don't forget, Whoever answers the bounty gets a title match. He accidentally says title, rather than TITLE. I don't know if he's misspoke or is trying to do like an accent of sorts. But he screws up saying that and then he says there are two guys who won't be there at WrestleMania's Corner. Cedric Alexander and Sheldon Benjamin show the replay for Raw for the handicap match last week. And show that they lost. And lastly is piss off saying you guys have let me down. You guys are incompetent. First you lose the tag titles and then you lose this. And after a bit of a brawl that goes on there between Lashley, Cedric, and Shelton there, it's revealed that now that Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander are now officially out of the Hurt Business. The group is, the faction's not completely done, as we'll get to at the end. But in terms of that association, Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin are out, leaving just Lashley and MVP. It's kind of a shame, though, because the Hurt Business was doing pretty well. And then all of a sudden, you have members getting kicked out. I mean, not too long ago, you had Retribution break up, and I think we all can safely say thank Frick for that. But now all of a sudden, you have members kicked out of the Hurt Business. Makes you wonder how it's going to be, because it almost felt like a re- almost like a recreation, all of the uh, Nation of Domination of Swords, just an all-African-American group. Next up, you also get a replay of what happened last week of Seamus hitting Riddle in the gut with his scooter, and we'll be like, "Was oh, this something I said, bro! Since when does he come around with a scooter? I mean, it's almost like a poor man's version of Simon Dean coming along with that Segway back in the Ruthless Russian era. So, Rayl gets interviewed about that attack. And then he goes up to Titus saying, Yo, Titus, what's up, bro? Like, I heard you should be doing a big roast at WrestleMania, like with a pig in the ring. Titus is like, No, I'm supposed to be the co-host. Like, Oh, yeah, sorry, bro. Like, you could also, like, you co-host a roast. And the ring." And Titus is like, What the fuck is wrong with this guy? And walks off. Then Sheamus suddenly just boom blasts Riddle and just knocks him off his scooter. I can't believe I'm saying this, but thank you, Sheamus. Seriously. So then afterward, after that, Cedric and Shelton now confront Adam Pierce since they both want matches. Shelton for tonight, Cedric for next week. We don't get confirmation, but we know at least one of the matches do happen. Finally after that, we finally get our first match. Matt Riddle versus Sheamus. I skipped it for two reasons. One, I did not feel like watching the matches. And two, I don't want to watch Matt Riddle. If he's not going to wear shoes, I'm not going to watch. He's practically naked when he's in the ring because the only thing he's wearing are those shorts. Like, if he's not going to be bothered wearing clothes of any kind or anything, I'm not going to watch. Especially if he's not wearing shoes, okay? Nobody wants to see that. Let's be honest. All I saw was at the end, Sheamus hitting like a running knee strike after stopping a kick from Matt Riddle. I don't know if that's supposed to be a side finisher, or if he bossed the bro kick. If that was enough to get the win. Then Riddle throws Seamus out he's like, oh, it's not over, bro. Like he actually looks pissed and all sweaty and everything. Yay, go hippie. Freaking... Afterwards we get a bit of the recap of everything with Shane and what happened with his knee at Fast Lane. We get that replay where Shane like freaking smacks Braun in the back with the the uh, his crutch. But then it's like, oh, that didn't do anything. It bent it, and then Shane's suddenly running. Then he gets interviewed saying that after, coming up after the break, he's got an expose to do about Braun Strowman. Oh, lovely. This shit's going to continue. Afterwards, then Drew's going backstage, and he confronts AJ Styles and Osmosis Jones, or whoever the big black guy is that he's with. And he's like, why don't you two try to go after me for the bounty? But then AJ says that they got bigger plans at WrestleMania hold on a second since when do the tag titles count as bigger plans than an opportunity for the WWE Championship of WrestleMania one is bigger than the other and after what happens later on with Osmosis Jones and AJ Styles you'll understand why this whole thing is doomed to fail uh, let's see afterwards Shane goes to the ring he's got Jackson Riker and Elias he's saying oh wait Everybody thinks I'm not injured with my knee. Truth is, I am injured. I was just running on adrenaline. Very convincing, Shane. And afterwards, he says, Oh, I got a surprise for you guys. I've got Braun Strowman's report card from the fifth grade saying you got a D- minus in social studies and saying like he's a disruption and trying to fight people in class. Got You got a D- minus in math. I think they said he might have to be held back a year. D in English and... Freaking summer school might be necessary. And then a D-plus in gym. Look at Braun Strowman. Does he really look like he failed in gym? The guy's built like a train. And we will get to the end in just a moment too because of what was brought up last week and what happens this episode of Raw. And then they show a whole picture of Braun with a dunce cap on his head saying 2 plus 2 equals 5. I'm a stupid! And for whatever reason, he's got the WrestleMania 15 logo on his shirt. Wait, was was he in fifth grade at the time of WrestleMania 15? Somebody corrupted that on that. It was kind of weird. Maybe that's a bit of the Easter egg. I don't know. So then then Shane's like, maybe we should all just give him a big hug and he'll feel better. But then Braun comes out and it's time for his match against Jackson Riker. He wins with the running power slam. They try a two-on-one beatdown of Elias and Shane on Braun. Braun easily fights him off. Braun's like, Guess what, Shane? You let me choose the match stipulation. And now he's chosen for WrestleMania, Shane versus Braun. It's going to be a steel cage match. The very first time we're getting a steel cage match in WrestleMania since WrestleMania 2 between Hulk Hogan and King Kong Bundy. That's pretty odd thing to think about. It's been 35 years since we've seen a steel cage match in WrestleMania. Let's see. I mean, one of two things is going to happen. Either Shane's going to go flying off the top of the steel cage, or he's going to go through it, most likely the earlier of the two. And Braun's going to be an idiot and cost himself a match. Probably like what he did with Kevin Owens at Extreme Rules 2018. All we know is Shane's going to go flying. Because it's not a Shane McMahon match without him trying to take his own life. Then here comes the part that I was so glad to freaking skip through. The Dirt Sheet with The Miz and John Morrison. They're saying, hey, it's time to debut our new single, Hey, Hey, Hop Hop. It was, like, I could barely listen to any of it before completely skipping. I saw, like, I skipped through, saw some of the video clips... The music sounded awful. I don't know if it's because I actually listen to music rather than this trash, or I just cannot, or if it's honestly garbage, but it just sounded god-awful in the video, like they're dressed in white, next you know, they're dressed in bunnies and outfits and got people cheering on the crowd. I'm like, what the frick am I watching? Dressing it like, animals, jumping in around in bunny suits? This is stupid. And afterwards, you have Damien Priest, who looks like Vampiro without the face paint on, coming out with Bad Bunny Interrupt, they're hyping up the match, and Bad Bunny is, like, saying something in Spanish. Damian Priest translates, saying, At WrestleMania, he's going to make you his bitch. So, then, there's a confrontation there in the aisleway. Damian Priest is all the way, saying, If you want to have a fight with Bad Bunny, go ahead. Bad Bunny lays out the Miz with a punch. They both get in the ring. Bad Bunny throws out the chairs. Takes that poster cover picture or whatever for their single and just kind of folds in half and throws it out of the ring. Couldn't tear it. It's like, oh, we're going to have a big match. You just signed your death certificate. Yeah, like anybody's going to die at the hands of the Miz. Maybe if they freaking dive after him and they he doesn't catch them, then they'll die. Then Randy finally cuts promo backstage. He's talking about The Fiend and everything happening. He thought, like, he's been through many names over the years, like John Cena, Ric Flair, Shawn Michaels, and all them, but nobody can compare to The Fiend. He thought he got rid of them by setting them on fire, yet that wasn't enough. He realized Alexa is the sole power of being able to summon the Fiend, which also does come into play a BIT later. So then he vows to get the Fiend out of his life for good at WrestleMania by any means necessary. What are you gonna do? Freaking cut his head off? Like, really? That's the only thing you haven't done yet. So then afterwards, you finally get another match. Pretty, like, iffy match, but Bobby Lashley defeats Shelton Benjamin with the hurt lock. Didn't care. And backstage, New Day AJ Styles so backstage, you have New Day and AJ and Amos freaking having a backstage confrontation saying, Oh, it's New Day game night! And Biggie or Xavier's got those freaking signs on the papers saying, Like, we miss E. Subscribe to Up Up Down Down on YouTube and the New Day podcast and different signs and everything. Saying, Like, oh, this will see if you guys Joe well as a tag team. And AJ is like, Oh, like, we're not doing it. Are you chicken? Blah, blah, blah. Like that old freaking childish shit and then they finally decide okay we will do it in the ring so they have this game night thing or whatever going on in the rain they got like those robot boxing buddy things like you guys saw back in the 90s where it's like the blue and red robot punch 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 thing they have jenga they have connect four but really it's just about the piece of paper and everything they decide we're gonna first play charades by pulling names out of the head to see who can like guess what the other person is doing or saying or anything so I think, like, New Day had, uh, that Thousand Miles by Vanessa Carlton, you know, da 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 song. They got that, and AJ's trying to reenact the Lion King, and Almos is just looking at him like, Huh? Like, just giving him blank looks without even saying a word, and AJ's just looking like an idiot. He's like, Huh? Licking like a, Licking like a cat? Crown? It's just like, really? Then they drew Pictionary afterwards. The, Xavier draws a rocket ship, easy to guess. AJ draws the sun, and Almos doesn't even say anything. He could have easily just said, the sun, to get it over with. And afterwards, New Day's like, yeah, we wanted a clean sweep. Yay, nice NWL reference there. Yay. Afterwards, Almost just gets on the mic, he's like, enough. This don't mean shit. All that matters is what happens in the match. It's like, yeah, but then again, why were we having this crap? Freaking games like that, just to see if the teams gel well. Almost didn't even say anything the whole freaking time. It was pointless. We don't need a freaking game night or anything like that to see if a team gels well. All that matters is the match. Like, of course, the teams are gonna gel if they actually wanna win the freaking titles. Then afterwards, finally, see Xavier Woods against AJ Styles. Xavier wins via disqualification, because Amos gets in the way after pulling AJ out, attacking Xavier. He catches Kofi and just drops him over the barricade. You get a two-on-one assault on Xavier. So we'll see what happens there, and Amos actually gets some physicality in there, so... We'll have to see what happens. I think it's like on night one or something like that. So good luck to AJ Styles and Osmosis Jones for your tag match. So then you see Alexa on her swing set. Swinging back and forth a little bit. She's got a playground. She's got the rocking horse that goes on its own slide. Talking about Randy Orton. And saying that Randy thought he killed the Fiend at TLC. In reality, when, she set it, when he set her on fire, yeah, when he set him on fire, He probably would like to set her on fire after she penetrated herself on top of his boner of Fastlane. She said that she's got the heart of the Fiend right in her little jack-in-a-box, or more like jack-off-in-a-box. Pops it out, and then right next to her is the Fiend, who looks like a mix between the Yeti and Meltman from Action League Now. What, like, just wrapped up in dark toilet paper and all that shit, which is a little odd. Then Drew is marching around backstage in the locker room saying, like, was anybody want to take me on for the fight? He confronts Braun, he's like, Braun, you should be a five-time world champion. Why aren't you? Don't you want to take the shot? And Braun's just like, After I defeat Shane, if you come out as WWE champion, I'll be your first challenger. Then you had some jabronis like Drew Gulak, and I think one of the Singh brothers or whoever it was that was attacking Drew just got thrown over a chair. Drew confronts, Ricochet's like, Where do you take on the bounty? Ricochet just faces him man-to-man and is just like, I'll take you out in the ring. And Drew's, Drew's like, I respect that. See you in the ring. So he's, yeah, like, something. But it's like, we know Ricochet's not going to win. Come on, see, look how far he's fallen in the last year. Yeah, one-on-one match between Naomi and Shayna Baszler. After Shayna Baszler knocks Lan off the apron, or I think attack Nia, roll up by Naomi, pin! Yay, big whoop. Then, afterwards, you have Asuka. This was the one that everybody's talking about. Asuka and Matt Riddle meet backstage. Riddle's like, hey, like, hey, what's up, Asuka? I'm feeling better, bro. Even though you're a woman, I'll call you bro. Hey, my scooter's better. Do people in Japan like scooters? And after one, he's like, I forgot what I was saying. And he just freaking skates off. He's like, I'm sorry, like, and just walks away. This is why you need to pre-tape this shit. It's like a great comedy match in 2006 on SmackDown. You got to pre-tape this shit. Cause I'm doing live, it's gonna be a disaster. Like he's like, I forgot my lines, almost like what happened with Psycho said I think it was like what before in your house one. He's like, I'm sorry, you need just need Jr. Saying like, we're live, pal. And Asuka is just walking, just keeps on walking. So then Ria Ripley and Asuka, they have their contract signing, talk about Ria's confidence about all this. Asuka's thing, she's of our confidence, or and all the other stuff she's saying in her accent and everything. Rhea's saying she'll win the match and everything. Next thing you know, she flips the ta- Rhea flips the table and hits Asuka in the head, pretty much knocking her out. Then you see Shayna Baszler and Nia, my ho, Jack's coming out. She's so, you know, like, oh, you two are hurting everything. Why aren't we getting a WrestleMania match? We destroy the whole roster. They're like, we challenge you two to a tag match next week. And Rhea's just like, we accept. So I guess, once again, we're getting WrestleMania women's opponents going against the tag champions. At a random show, I don't know if it's for the tag titles. They just said it's a match, so maybe it's non-title. Just see, oh, can they coexist? How many times have we freaking seen this over the years? We saw for Cena Rock Survivor Series 2011. We saw Cena Shawn against Batista Undertaker and No Way Out 2007. So it's like, what's the point of constantly doing this? Can they coexist as teammates? It's garbage. Then before Ricochet has his match, he gets confronted by MVP. Say, you're doing the right thing about going one-on-one and taking up with the bounty. But then Ricochet's like, Look, you two are full. You and Year are full of it. I'm not joining you guys. I mean, you might want to take up that offer, though, Ricochet. You can actually have your career revitalized. Look what happened with Shelton and Cedric. They did nothing. They joined her business. They became somebody. Maybe you'll finally stop being a jabroni. Anyway, Drew defeats Ricochet afterwards in like three minutes. With a Claymore after avoiding this 630 splash. It's like, yeah. Way to get strong, dude. You're in the main one of the main events for Raw. Okay, technically semi-main event, because another match happens. And you lose in three minutes. Yeah, he definitely got over. Really climbed up the ladder. Then right afterwards, Ali attacks him. And Drew is like, Uh, Do you want the match there, Ali? Get in the ring. So they have a match. Again, Drew wins. Claymore. Boom. Afterwards, Drew calls out Bobby Lashley. They have their confrontation face-to-face. Being like, talking about Elimination Chamber. And Drew's saying like, You just confirmed tonight that you are afraid of Drew McIntyre. They brawl. Bobby Lashley gets sent to the outside, and then who comes afterwards? Da-da-da-da-da! Burger and King Corbin suddenly jumping ship from SmackDown and attacking attacking Drew McIntyre. Or Bobby Lashley gets like three hurtlocks locked in, and Drew is left there laying. So I guess it means Burger King Corbin is part of freaking hurt business. But I gotta ask one question: Why is Baron Butt Fucking Corbin in this? When was the last time this guy did anything relevant or anything revolutionary at all? Like, he's had this whole freaking Burger King, freaking Burger King of the Onion Ring gimmick going on for way too freaking long. And all of a sudden, he jumps ship without explanation how he's suddenly able to go from SmackDown to Raw. And he's doing this shit. Hopefully, this does not mean he goes for the WWE title at WrestleMania. Please, if there is a guy, if, if, I don't know if there is, but if there is one, do not let Baron Corbin in this match, please. You can't just only go from doing nothing to being in a world title match just like that, out of nowhere, and expect it to work. So anyway, that was Raw. Many bad things came from this. I mean, like, like breaking up the Hurt business like that is pretty sad, especially because like it felt like they didn't last that long. Riddle's messing up his promo at the end and just skating off like, like, sorry, I forgot my line, which is absolutely stupid. I mean, can somebody please throw this guy down a flight of stairs? It's like, Riddle and Sheamus, I don't care. They have a match now at WrestleMania. Shane doing the stupid thing about, like, the report card of Braun, which is absolutely childish and stupid. Like, oh, Braun was a stupid child. It's like, if Braun, like, hopefully they don't make Braun prove that he's stupid at WrestleMania with a loss there in the dumbest way possible. The tag stuff, like with New Day and AJ and Osmosis, Jones, were just bad. Did not care for them at all. I mean, Lion King and all that. The music video, I can't even fucking sit through. For The Miz and John Morrison, I can't. I just can't. I mean, if you're going to dress up in a bunny outfit or anything, no, no, no. That's not going to make you macho and look like you're a convincing wrestler. It's like just some dominant matches, like in the main events and everything. I just did not care for this. Like, this was just, like, poor. Nothing really stood out about this show, to really be honest. I mean, I, what the frick? And plus, once again, Baron frickin' Corbin! I'm surprised people can watch this show. At all, my God. I mean, this is supposed to be getting ready for WrestleMania. This doesn't feel like we're getting ready for WrestleMania. It feels like we're getting ready for a house show. There's nothing standing out. Like, none of these builds are really all that revolutionary to get me hype for these feuds. Like I mentioned in the Smart live livestream, it's just like, most of these are just thrown together things, like with all these feuds happening, it's just like, Hey, you don't have a match, I don't have a match, let's fight. It's like, they really think this is going to convince people to get invested in these two nights? Like, barely any matches are worth watching right now. I mean, maybe Lashley versus Drew long as to keep butt fucking Corbin out. But Jesus, this is just bad. Like, oh my God! How can how do you people watch this? Good oh Lord! Anyway, just this show is just not worth it. it. It's not getting more hyped, and there's still one more Raw for WrestleMania. They have one more Raw left to convince people that the Raw brand is going to have some exciting stuff at WrestleMania. I still hope that they don't do any like I don't even want to see Bad Bunny there or anything. They're better off just having a tag match. Include Damian Priest and John Morrison if you have to. Rather than just Bad Bunny versus The Miz. Because if The Miz loses, he can't recover from that because he's going to lose cleanly to a celebrity. It's just going to happen. So, anyway, folks, that's going to conclude it for today's episode of the Wrestling vs. World Podcast. Let me know what you guys thought about Raw. This is just hard to sit through. I'm just glad I found, like, a re-upload of this show because I would not be able to sit through three hours including commercials or anything. Otherwise, I would dig my fingers into my eye sockets, pull out my eyeballs, and just freaking feed them to a dog. Then I wouldn't have to watch this shit. God. Just bad. And Matt Riddle, please stop smoking pod before you go out there because you're going to keep forgetting your lines or forgetting what you were saying, bro. Get some freaking shoes on, you heavy. Anyway, folks, thanks for listening or watching. Folks, like, comment, subscribe. Peace out. Good night, everybody.